Hey, girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. Our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience. So if you're new here or you're an avid listener of this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a five-star rating, write a review, and be sure to share this episode with a girlfriend or two. All right, girlfriends, before we get into our first segment, I want to take a minute to introduce our special guest for today, Nellen. Welcome to the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. Hi, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we <laughs> are very excited that you're here. We actually met Nellen through another girlfriend of the podcast, Ogechi. She was on the podcast a few months ago. But yeah, when we met her, we clicked and we knew that we had to have her on and it was just about finding the right time. And today is today. Yes. And just just so you guys, in case somebody wants to go back and listen, Ogechi's episode was what I wish I would have known um, before getting married. And she talks about divorce. So check that episode out as well. Um, But to kick things off, we're going to get into our segment called Girlfriend Check-In, and this is where we ask a question and just check in and see what's going on and what the response might be. So today's question is, what is your idea of a perfect vacation? And so we're going to start with our guest, Nellen. Go ahead and let us know what's your idea of a perfect vacation. Oh, that's a good question. So many variations. depends am I going by myself or with the family so I have two answers if it's by myself I definitely want it to be like a relaxation type of thing where I just kind of (laughs) like zen out and get one with nature maybe a massage spa it's just I just want to stay in bed all day and like watch Hallmark right so um (laughs) that would be (laughs) that would be a, a great vacation on an island somewhere Um, if it's with a family, we normally like taking like road trips and like hikes and visiting a lot of various national parks. So that's always been fun. And we enjoy doing that every year. So. Oh, I love that. That was like (laughs) my, my parents go to, we took a lot of road trips. I mean, we Mm -hmm. had a lot of family events that we would have to go to and it was just less expensive to drive. My dad loved driving. So road trips. Mine too. (laughs) Yeah. From a kid's perspective, road trips are like, or at least when I was a kid, for me as a kid, (laughs) road trips were bomb. Yeah. It was funny because when when I was younger, my dad would just, he'll say, everyone just get in the car. I was like, okay. Um, And then he was like, which way should we go? And that was the fun part of it. Like he would just say left or right. And it didn't matter if it was like Houston or like, you know, you know, going out to like Huntsville, we would just go random places. And it was nice because one, we got to, you know, do it together. And two, it was kind of like a little adventure because we really didn't know where we were going. Right. (laughs) So um, definitely love road trips for one of those reasons. Nice. You bring up a national park. So I'm not a very big nature person, but Uh recently I've actually been interested in going to Yellowstone. Oh yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like I need to go to see all the things now. You do. (laughs) (laughs) It's really 
say per E. I mean, I, I will say at a certain point in time, um, some mountains become, become looking like one another mm. uh, and some trees start looking like one another, but the experience is really nice. Like if you're going to Colorado, it's completely different than, you know, being out in like California and you have like the redwood trees, like it's a different aspect, but it's really amazing because you just get to see how nature is beautiful. So it's, it's nice. It's calming. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> Yosha, I'll, I'll have you go next. What's your idea of a perfect vacation? Oh, my perfect vacation is very basic. Send me to a really nice resort, all inclusive, so I can just lay out, relax, eat and drink, don't have to cook or do anything. The big thing, I guess, is the relaxing piece. So, yeah, that would be my perfect vacation just a beach, warm weather everything figured out for me. I don't have to think too much. I want to come back home feeling refreshed. Not to say that I haven't enjoyed myself, you know, like trekking around cities, but mm-hmm. I find that I come back home more exhausted, especially yeah. if I do a whole lot up into the last day. So now um, when I do go on vacations like that, I try to build in a day of like rest and then come home if I can. Nice. My my dream vacation is like probably something similar to that. I really enjoy just chill spaces. I think um, the one thing that I have a problem with is I do not like birds. So with like beaches and stuff like that, I can tend to be a little on edge if there are like seagulls around. And so I have to be very careful. <laughs> so it's not as relaxing for me, but anywhere where it's really sunny I think like one of my goals is to go to um, most of if not all African countries and that's kind of my vibe like somewhere where you know I can chill and relax there's heat I can go to a market and just like walk around and see what things I like and not spend ridiculous amounts of money like that's kind of my vibe right now yeah that sounds good actually yeah yeah fun fact about Samaria she does not play with birds and this has been for a while I was laughing um I have a friend she always she always laughs at me because you know like this is a season I don't know um if you guys go to like the grocery stores or like tar I don't know what it is about like H-E-B and like Target these are like the two number one spots that during like the fall season mm-hmm. all the blackbirds come in oh it's I am like high anxiety I don't know if it's if it's just big birds for you <laughs> but it's all birds it's for all me. of them <laughs> I was at a resort one time with my cousins and we couldn't even eat at the dining area because okay. birds were like around and <laughs> the very first day we got there we tried to right and both of them were sitting in front of me apparently a bird sat like right on my chair behind my shoulder and I just saw one of my cousins like her eyes got really big yeah and then then her sister goes please don't do this to her don't do this to her right now and I was like what is happening but by then the bird had left and since then we could not like eat in that we would go and get our food and take the plates to our rooms like we were not eating at that dining facility so yeah All right, let's get into today's topic, which is remarrying and co-parenting. So we wanted to 
covered this topic, one, because we wanted to expand on the conversations we've already had around marriage, but also because all of us go into marriage with the intent of it lasting for forever. A real reality is that sometimes it does come to an end. And part of it coming to an end is that the opportunity is there for a new relationship and even remarrying. And so we wanted to have Nellen on today because she is remarried and currently has a co-parenting bonus parent uh, dynamic within her home. And we thought that our audience could benefit from hearing a little bit about her experience. So Nellen, I'll start by asking you, did the fact that you had children from your marriage or your previous marriage impact your decision to pursue or not pursue love again? I would say yes and no. I think it, the, the reasons why I left my first marriage had nothing to do with my children uh, in the sense of it was the person I was married to, right? But the, the flip side of that is now the thought of maybe getting into marriage again, right? Now you gotta, you're, it's not just you that's making this commitment. It's you plus your children um, because they're gonna be impacted by whatever decision you make. So it did, but at that time, I wasn't even looking. I, it was just more so, I wanna be out of the situation. I just wanna do what I need to do <laughs> and be a great parent to my, my kids. Um, so when I met my now husband, and he approached me, it was more like, you know, I got kids, right? Like, uh, <laughs> just so we're clear, you know, and it, it's a whole package deal, right? Like, it's not like a partial, oh, they're separate. No, it's a whole package. Um, so I think with that being said, I knew that if I were to do it, I had that mindset, right? Like it, it wouldn't be a partial, it would be a whole package deal. But I kind of, I would say that I got caught off guard because that wasn't the plan. I was just like, you know what? I don't even mind being single the rest of my life, but I'd rather be happy. And so, and now I think I was happy, but now I'm happier after getting married. And so, yeah, for the most part, I would say it wasn't the plan. Uh, however, when I did decide to say yes um, to entertaining the, the thought of even remarrying, mm -hmm. all of that was kind of like the thought process behind like, what, a, what does that look like for me? What does that look like for my kids? And it's not just for a short period of time. And then on top of that, it's for the long run because I don't want to do this again. And it was kind of like that. It was like, look, we are here. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere. And so. just, just for our like audience, um, how old were your kids during this time? My, when I separated or when I got married, which one? When... When you separated and then when you got married. <laughs> okay. So when I got separated, my, my kids were three and four. And then when I met my husband, um, now they were five and six, okay. I want to say five and six. Gotcha. Yeah. So a couple years later, yeah, about two years later. Um, and they didn't really meet him at the start, it was kind of like, okay, how, we need to build this first. Mm, and yeah. then you go to the next phase, right? Um, so yeah, I think that that was pretty much how that happened. And it worked out that way. Nice. What challenges, if any, right, did you anticipate with 
remarrying, uh, co-parenting, and incorporating a bonus parent? With the remarrying, I think I went through like various stages of thoughts, right? Because the dating phase, one, we were of different cultural backgrounds. So that was one. Um, then two, I, I think it's always, e it is somewhat easier to remarry when you have, when you don't have children. I, that would be my opinion. And just because there's so many dynamics there, right? Like, do we all get along? Like, will you accept? And these are all the questions coming to mind. Will you guys get along? What happens if y'all don't get along? What are your parents gonna think? What are my parents gonna think? What are people gonna think? Like, I think I went through like this whole slew of a roller coaster ride of thoughts, right? And it started off like, okay, what's the perception gonna look like? You know, and then what are my kids gonna think? What are they gonna call him? Like, it, I literally went through this whole slew of like questioning, right? And with each one, it felt like, okay, I got past this one. What's the next question? Um, what's the next thing? At least let me be mentally prepared if it happens, I know how to address it, right? So things like that, how, what, it, what are my kids gonna call him to the other friends? Like I was even thinking for my kids, right? Um, so, because I feel like I was putting them in a place where they didn't have an ultimate decision mm. in a sense. Um, they had an opinion, but ultimately my decision made an impact to them, right? Whether I said yes or no. Um, so yeah, that was on the remarrying part. On the co-parenting part, I think both myself and my ex, we were such in a place where I did not know what to expect. I, I definitely went worst case scenario. Um, it's like, man, what if he pops off? Okay, I'm ready. Like, <laughs> and then if not, it can be a beautiful thing, right? And to be honest, um, since then, it, we haven't had any issues, which is great. Um, and then sometimes a little bit surprising to me um, because again, I went, worst case, right? Yeah. But I will say that that hasn't changed much because we were very structured, very minimal. It's like, okay, this is the day. Um, and, and we didn't really deviate from the path and we both respected each other's time with the kids. So that part I will say has been going pretty good and has stayed and remained good. So I didn't have any issue there. And just for our audience, uh, your new husband, did he have any children as well to where you were the bonus parent or you only brought children into the marriage? No. And that was that question. Like, you know, I have kids, right? Um, that question, because it's a different dynamic. It, I think it would have been different if we both had children, because I, I would say in a way it's balanced because we have something both to bring. I don't know how to explain that, but <laughs> we both have, and I don't want to call it baggage because that almost sounds negative, but we both have something that we're bringing to the relationship apart from ourselves. Mm. But that wasn't the case for us, it was me. And so I, I think I over questioned a lot of things where he was like, nah, I got this. I already know what's happening, like I'm good. Um, but then I even questioned that, like, are you sure you're good? Like, I think that that was an issue for me. I would keep questioning things because it wasn't, it wasn't the normal path taken, right? I mean, um, sometimes you see it and then you always wonder like, are you gonna, love my kids the same way you love me? Are you gonna treat them as your own? You know, and things like that. Um, because I do believe children can sense that um, when they're not truly um, desired or wanted or like belonging. And I did not want that 
And if that was going to be the case, I was like, I'm out. But that was never the case. Um, actually, surprisingly, it was completely the opposite. And I'm grateful for that. Like, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah, I think it's really um, cool that you mentioned, like, you were always asking, like, are you <laughs> yeah. sure? Uh, because I think that would probably be me too. Like, I think sometimes people think they know what they're going into or they think exactly. they know they'll be able to handle things because they're really excited about a new relationship or, mm -hmm. you know, excited about moving forward with a new relationship. And so um, I think it's very normal <laughs> that, yeah. at least to me, that those were questions that you were asking uh, because I would probably feel the same way. Like, yeah, I know you think you're in this, but like, are you yeah. for real in this? Yeah, because once we're there, look, you're committed. Right. We're committed. To make this happen um and then again my kids were of the age where they were talking they were I mean they couldn't just like you know stay at home by themselves yeah. but they were they were somewhat self-dependent right like they could feed themselves they can go to the restroom they can have conversations so it wasn't like you're you're obtaining a family with a baby like an infant where you're starting from scratch it's almost like you got a ready-made family right mm. and and he was living the bachelor's life, right? Like he went from <laughs> um, party of one to party of four. And so to me, that was a big deal. And it was just like, okay, how are you going to handle this? First, it's going to be new because you're getting a person who has been married before and comes with a different mentality, right? Like I, in my mind, I'm like, I've done this, been there, right? And then, um, and so you have those hurdles and then you have children in addition. And so that were, again, some of the questions I had that were concerns to me. And we had to have those conversations before. Do you think that the amount of time in between, I guess, when you separated and you met your now husband made a difference? Because you mentioned that you already had like a process and things were kind of organized or set in place with your ex. So do you think that the amount of time helped in his like transition into y'all's life because you kind of had like established yourself already from your previous relationship? I would say yes. Um, mm -hmm. I would say yes, because divorces, especially with children can be really messy. And I think um, that process wasn't the best way initially. And we had to find what worked for us. And I think if he had came in, or, well, first of all, I think if he had came in earlier, I wasn't even in that mindset. So that probably wouldn't have happened because um, I needed to find some type of balance. I had to be right myself um, and know what, I think, know, process what happened, what I believe to have went wrong and how I could avoid doing that again. And for me, like you started off saying, when you enter in marriage, I never entered in marriage saying, oh, I'm, I'm, this is gonna last about two years, maybe <laughs> five, we're gonna make it work. And then I'm gonna check out and then I'm gonna get married again. Like that was never the plan. When I said yes, the first time it was like, oh, there's nothing that can break me up, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes like you said, things happen and they go against what you thought would have happened. And so I had to find another way. Like I had to fix myself and make sure I was okay to even go down that path. So yes, we got the co-parenting thing together. It worked. Um, still ripples here and there, but we found our what worked for us. And then now dating again kind of set a different tone. 
because I came in different because now I'm like, oh, I don't want this. Look, let's talk about this now. <laughs> let's make sure we know this now so that it won't bite us in the butt later. Let's have those tough conversations now. Um, and we know if we're going to stick it through or not. And I was okay with so. Speaking okay. of conversations, <laughs> so uh, prior to getting engaged and then uh, marrying your current spouse, were there any steps that you took or conversations that you had to make the transition to being a bonus parent easier? And if so, like what were some of those conversations? I would say yes. We had several conversations. <laughs> I mean, right off from the time we met, um, it was just like, who are you? Like, who are you really? Um, and then I tell him like, what you see is what you get. There's no faking the funk. I mean, they're really goofy, friendly, but there's no judgment. Um, I am who I am. And if you're not okay with that, that's okay. But I'd rather you know you're not okay with it and vice versa. If I'm, there's something about you I'm not okay with, it's better we say it now than we go through this path where it's harder to walk away from. Um, so there were definitely conversations about like, how do you handle income? What do you see? a family dynamics looking like? Do you want more children? Uh, things like that, because I already had two. Do you want more? Because you don't have any. Do you plan on going back to school? Things that could be potentially life-changing or be hurdles in a, any marriage. Mm -hmm. We need to have those conversations now. And then thinking about like our family dynamics, um, when it comes to my parents, his parents, what does that look like? You know, um, I am very family-oriented. So it's like, like just conversations that sometimes get passed by the wayside. Mm -hmm. I was just like, no, I need to have them. Um, and then also like discipline, you know, when it comes to the kids, what does that look like? Um, I would say that's one of the things that we probably didn't go into full detail with that maybe we should have. And not because for anything bad, but just to make sure you're in one accord because even when it's parents that have been together since the birth of their children, if you're not in one accord when it comes to how you discipline your children, look, those kids, they're quick. They'll be like, oh, if we go talk to mommy, she'll do this. And if we talk to dad, he'll do this. Like they, they already know. And so if you're not a united front from the beginning, sometimes that can also cause a rift. And so those are some learning curves that we did have, but for the most part, we talked a lot about that. We talked about um, if we were going to be serious. One of the requirements for me was we would have to do marriage counseling. I think that's really essential. And I think it's something that I didn't do before that I wish I had. And I think it adds a lot of value because it opens you up to conversations that you may not think is needed. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the discipline portion because I remember some years ago watching The Real. <laughs> you guys know that talk show? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, on the real, Adrian was about to get married to Israel Houghton, mm -hmm. and he had like grown kids. And when I say grown, I mean like 13, 15. Yeah, and that's grown. I think one of them was like married or something like yeah. that. And uh, it was a little bit of an awkward conversation because the, the women of the real were asking, okay, so if he's not there and they do something, do you feel comfortable disciplining them? And, uh, you know, one of the things that Israel was saying was, I mean, they're grown kids, like, what is she going to do, spank them, you know, and um, it seemed like a conversation that 
they were okay with her not disciplining. Like she seemed okay with not disciplining them and their dad mm-hmm. did. But the other women kept asking questions like, okay, but they're children. So discipline, like these types of things are going to come up. And so, yeah, it's, it's interesting that you're like, okay, that was something that we could have maybe gone into a little bit more because I think it's such an awkward conversation to have because those are yeah. kids, you know? Well, that, and you just never know, right? Like you can always, try to predict what could happen. Like what, like, you know, those conversations, like what if they're talking back to you? What are you gonna do? You know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But in certain situations, you don't know what's, what they're gonna do, right? Yeah. And um, when you're trying to like, for instance, that same example, if I'm not here and my husband is telling them something, you know, like, hey, do this, do that. They are of the age where I tell them like, hey, we can have a conversation. And they don't like having conversations with me because it's a long drawn out, like, tell me, why did you feel this way? Why did you? So they're just like, okay, we're not going to go through this. Um, but for him, he has his own way of disciplining where at first I was like, what? But I realized he had to own that role too, because he came in as a father figure. And in order to do that, there has to be a certain respect that comes with that. Right, and there has to be a certain understanding and some action on my part. Like I have to reinforce, hey, it's not some dude across, you know, from the wayside. It's, this is your bonus parent, as you say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason, you owe him the respect for that alone to follow his instructions, especially because he has the, your best interests at heart, right? He's not doing it out of spite. He's not doing it to be rude and even, when we had those conversations, it's like, okay, yes. Now, of course, at the same time, your kids are just like, no, we want to have fun and run around and not yeah. listen to anyone. And it's like, nah, bruh, you can't do that. <laughs> you have to listen to authority. You have to follow the instructions that are given. And even when I'm not there, he's, he's in command. Even when I'm there, he's in command. Um, so I think it's also the essential role for me to reinforce that. And that was one of the things that in the beginning I didn't do as much because I was trying to be balanced and things like that. Like, oh, let me soften the blow. And um, I needed not to do that in that moment. Um, and, but it became a learning lesson for all of us. It became a learning lesson for both myself and my husband because we needed to have those conversations prior to. Like, hey, what are we gonna do if they don't do their homework? We had some type of agreement. So then that way the kids knew, hey, we're, we are re- um, united on this front. Like we, this is what the rule is. Both of us are gonna enforce it. So you can't get away. Like you can't, you know, say, oh, mom's at home. I'm gonna ask him. Oh, I'm gonna tell, you know, that type of thing. So I think it's a lot better now um, because we are now getting more, we're having the conversations we need to have and things like that. So it works out pretty good. Nice. So what has been the most surprising part of remarrying and navigating, bringing in a bonus parent? So you talked a lot about how you were like asking a bunch of questions and your mind was running a mile a minute, but was there anything that surprised you? Um, Yeah. You expect people to play the role, you know, like jump in really excited. But I mean, the way both himself um, my husband and his parents came in, it was like, they've known them all their life. Like these are their grandbabies. And like, if they're going out, they're on the phone. They're like, oh, I'm just picking up my grandbabies. Like to hear those words, that ownership, like 
is like a nice little warm feeling inside, right? Like, and the fact that my kids embrace, like, they'll be like, oh no, we want to go to Mama T's house. We don't want to hang out with you. I'm like, me? I birthed you. Like, <laughs> and so, but the in the back of my mind, I'm so excited because you never know what that's going to look like, you know, to, you know, you're like, okay, is it going to be kind of like this or is it going to be like this? And I can say that luckily enough, it's, it's been like this and, um, and it, you couldn't tell the difference. You wouldn't have known that, you know, we've just been married. What month are we in now? Seven months, right? <laughs> like, it looks like they've been together forever since like they were babies. So I would say that was something that was a very positive surprise because I expected, of course, them to love each other, but not to that extent, like so quickly and so natural. For instance, like I was working earlier and my husband says, okay, we're going to go shopping. And he just like takes the kids and, or they go and they go bike riding and they like, it, it's almost like that you wouldn't know that those were not his born children, right? You wouldn't have known, or, you know, hearing him have a conversation. He's like, oh, I'm picking up my kids, not my wife's kids. He's saying, I'm picking up my kids. And that ownership changes up the things, not just for me, but for also for them. And so that's something I'm, I'm beyond thankful um, in words uh, to have that because it doesn't work that way for everyone that quickly. Very nice. Yeah, you you talked about this uh, briefly, like you touched on it, but did remarriage make co-parenting difficult, like in the first maybe few weeks to a month? Yeah, did co-parenting become more difficult because of remarriage? No, it's pretty much the same. I, now I don't know on, on his side, on my ex's side, I don't know too much about that. Um, but on the part of how we communicate, how the kids are, um, I guess, how we kind of plan that out. Mm -hmm. There's not much change there. Um, I do think maybe his expectation of how the kids should relate to him, to my husband, may be different, but that would be something he would have to say, right? Mm -hmm. um, it would just be an observation for me, but he would have to confirm. Um, but other than that, to be honest, in, in the way that we've been doing things, no, because it's so streamlined. It's just like, it, it doesn't waver, right? And then if something changes, we'll send a message. Kind of like work. It's kind of like a business, <laughs> like a business deal. It's like, okay, five o'clock. Yes, five o'clock. Oh, okay. I'm running late. About 15 minutes noted. Like it, it, that's just it. So there's no like extra or anything outside of that. No, I was going to ask him, when you say on his end, uh, did you mean like, is he also remarried your ex? Or? No, 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 no. Okay, just uh, So meaning, you know, I think, and this is my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I think anytime someone is also taking the place of your role, mm -hmm. um, meaning like now they have two dads, right? They have two father figures, their um, birth dad and then their bonus dad. So I think um, anytime you get into that, sometimes, you know, it's kind of like mine and um, the way the cards were played, it's not the case anymore, right? Like you have to kind of work with the hand you're dealt. And so I think in some cases it could be, nah, look, I'm your dad, you know, like no one else is your dad, you know, you get that kind of energy. By the same time, I want my kids to feel comfortable 
you know, expressing if they feel like they want to both of, call both of them dad or whatnot, they should feel comfortable because they are acting as those two roles. So I, I give them full range to own that. There's no force. It's not like you must call him father. There is none of that, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's just whatever naturally happens, I want them to be confident in it. And that's about it. So um, that's the only thing I could say that may be an issue, but it hasn't been an issue. Good. Okay, cool. Okay, gotcha. Were there any conversations that I guess you had up front when you decided that you were headed down the path of a new relationship that was serious with your previous partner because children are involved? And so were there any conversations around kind of what the parameters look like? in terms of introducing a new person or certain expectations, just because you kind of touched on it a little bit as far as maybe having certain ownership over certain things and them being like, oh, well, this is my child. Mm -hmm. So were there any conversations even up front around what it would look like in terms of introducing a new person, even before you remarried? No, actually. And it was something I gave thought to, but we weren't there like as far as myself and my ex we weren't there where we conversed so it in my mind <laughs> and it's funny that you asked that question because I it did come to mind I was like should I tell him why I need to tell him like it was just like <laughs> you know like it, it was just again the questions right and I think by the time I was like oh I should have told him it was already too late and I was like Psh. you know it is what it is at this point and it was, it became more of a, he didn't ask, so I didn't tell, right? Um, and then also the thought of, okay, well, what if it, the tables were turned, right? What if he started dating someone? Well, then in my, what I used to justify it would be, well, I would ask the questions, right? I would go and say, who is this person? Um, is it serious? Like, I, that would be me. And I gave myself, I don't know if to say the excuse. Well, he didn't ask me anything. He knew about it, but he didn't ask. So I didn't say anything. They have met because we still have the same circle of friends and family. Um, but in any formal setting, did I introduce him? No. Um, and, I, and I think if I were to go back, I'd probably still do it the same way. Just mm -hmm. because we didn't have that relationship where we talked about anything outside of the kids. It was just the kids. And so I kept it that way. Gotcha. That sounds like um, a Twitter conversation. <laughs> like, yeah. And so even as I say it, I was like, I know someone's like, you know, you should have told him. <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, but he didn't ask. Mm -hmm. uh, and for that reason, I didn't tell. Now, had he come up to me and ever said, hey, who is this person? I heard I would have, without a doubt, mm -hmm. answered those questions. Um, but because we were even in that space, I wouldn't have even known how to start up the conversation. So it was kind of like two blind, I don't know, two blind mice just going, we're just making it work, right? And um, we'll see where it goes. Um, it better, how do they say it? Better to um, ask uh, forgiveness, ask for permission. Forgiveness. <laughs> oh, my bad, I didn't tell you. It, it's kind of like that. Um, but it worked out, we're here now. Yeah, and everyone's good, at least to my knowledge. So <laughs> yeah, I'd probably still do it the same way. <laughs> That's funny. Well, 
in retrospect, is there anything else that you feel like you would have done differently? Well, not even anything else because that wasn't something you would do differently. <laughs> so okay. is there anything that you would do differently? <laughs> Actually, no. Um, I'm, I'm happy I had the conversations I did, even the conversations between myself and him that you would have in any relationship. Um, myself as it pertains to the kids and then myself as it pertains or us as it pertains to our families. Um, understanding what that family dynamic looked like, what our expectations were, I think hit completely different because we had expectations, um, maybe more so for me uh, than him because he was just like, I'm ready. And it was just like, for what? Do you know what you're ready for? Like, <laughs> um, but he embraced it and I was pleased and it all came from a positive place and it's still that notwithstanding I think you still have any conversations like you're still learning each other right you're talking about someone who has lived however many years of their life and you've only learned them for maybe a quarter of that period of time or, or even less you have so much more to learn and so given that aspect no I wouldn't have changed anything because I, I think I'm in we're in a good place um, and as we grow we have that freedom to express um, any of those changes and any of those things that we may be feeling openly. And I think that values a lot. So, so no. Nice. If I may, uh, I feel like I should have asked this question at the beginning, but I'm trying to think of what an audience member might like ask. Yeah. Um, how long did it take you to introduce him to your kids? So from the time that you guys started dating to when you actually did the introduction and was there uh, like a certain thing that you were satisfied with that made you go, okay, now that I'm clear on this, I can make the introduction. So he was introduced in a group setting with friends. So it wasn't like, that's him right there, right? Because I wasn't sure that was him. So I was just like, let's see how you guys vibe. Let's see <laughs> with, you know, with friends. Um, and then from there, it just kind of, it just got, the friend group just got more, like more narrow and narrow. Um, I'm trying to think of the time because he was always Mr. Derek. To, to them until um, he was no longer Mr. Derek. And then he got a nickname and then he just kind of transgressed from there. <laughs> um, I want to say about maybe six, it wasn't, it didn't reach a year. It was more than six months, but hadn't reached a year where he was formally known as my significant other. And, and they were so young that I don't even think they understood that concept, to be honest. Mm. They just knew that was in a way mommy's friend. Um, who she hangs out all the time with and we travel with, like <laughs> we do road trips. So he was just like the cool friend at that time. But one, I needed to, because for me, dating was intentional. Um, so I didn't want to waste your time and I didn't want to waste mine. So for that reason, I, I had to incorporate them. They needed to kind of see, I need to see what that energy looked like. Um, when they're not listening, what do you look like? <laughs> you know? How do you handle frustration? Actually, that was a good test to, for all of us, right? How do you have, handle frustration with kids? Because that's a different ballgame, right? Mm -hmm. um, yes. 
and theirs is not intentional. They're just being who they are. They don't know that they're being, I don't know, not compliant at the moment, right? They're just knowing that they want to, they just want to eat ice cream. And oops, it fell, it fell on your chair. It fell in your truck. How do you feel about that? And that's you're like, they like take a marker and write on your, on your car. And I just turned and like, oh, how do you feel about that? Does it bother you? And it was like, who's and then I was like oh he's a keeper you know like it, it was these moments actually that um let me know that oh yeah he's the one so I, I think that definitely helped um because I was intentional if I wasn't intentional I would not they wouldn't have met nice I, I love the group setting wow. <laughs> I think that's I think that's brilliant you know like you're one of the guys or one of the people yeah. around until you're not. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. let that circle get smaller, you know? And then that way, if the kids start saying, he's weird, then you, you know, you take some notes. And yeah. if not, and they're cool and they always, you know, maybe um, go, go cater to him or not necessarily cater to him, but gravitate towards him. Gravi- thank you. That's the word gravitate. <laughs> and, and it happens naturally without you saying, Hey, y'all, this is my new man. So y'all need to, it wasn't any of that. It was very natural. And I like that. And so, so oh. even now it's not hard. I can go out for a whole week for work trip and know that there's no issue. Right. And that they're going to listen. And I know that <laughs> they're going to be kids and he's not going to spaz out because, you know, his truck got messed, like, because I've already seen it. And so Mm -hmm. it's just reinforcing what I already knew now. Well, I love that for you. I love it for me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I think I definitely left out, to be honest. And to have that that support system, I mean, even my mother-in-law, I mean, she'll say, hey, is it margarita time? And I'm like, yes. It's okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, but I mean, to to be fully embraced, even like our families embrace each other. Like my parents visit from Nigeria, and they're like, "How are my in laws?" Like it's really nice to see everyone cohesive and together, and naturally, it's not forced. And you can tell it's not forced. So, yeah, nice. happy happy all the way. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Nellen. We're so thank you for time. having me. This is oh, great. <laughs> come back as many times as you'd like. Anytime, I'm always here. <laughs> great. And then thank you um, to our audience for tuning into this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. You've heard Nellen's story. We'd also love to hear your thoughts on this topic. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals Podcast, where we'll continue this conversation over the next week. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time, bye. Bye.